You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to... Honey, we made a live Disney podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And you have a friend in us as we review Toy Story. But first, J.B., how are you... How are you in the family? Uh, you should know, Eddie, because we are doing this together. Out. We have we, been hanging out in person. In the same state. Same same living space right now. And our families have been intermingled. We just went and got snow cones. Just got some... Uh, oh, yeah, there was snow cones. No, was it snow cones? It was snow cones. Ice, ice cone, snow cone. Yeah, that is. It is it shaved is. ice. Shaved ice, shaved ice, whatever. Snow cone. We went to the ice barn. <laughs> Yes, the ice barn, which weirdly... You were disappointed. I was disappointed because it's not in a barn. Not a barn. It's, it's not a, even in a building. It's, it's a trailer. It's a trailer called the ice barn. Yeah, it's like it an was, old camper that somebody <laughs> retrofitted into a little concession trailer thing. Yeah, it was special. It's cute. It was, it was, it was fine. Uh, it's it, the, sugar. It's, it's just sugar and ice. I was not expecting the uh the gumball at the you bottom were quite confused by i was this. like but your well, wife was on it she was well, like and oh. i had gotten i had i had chose one that i thought was like bubble gum it was bubble gum flavored and so i was like oh they put one in there and when i showed her, she's like yeah that's to whiten your teeth after afterwards so it gets all the all the color that's off all of the it. color off so yes no but we are also i told you about this earlier another big, big news big news actually disney related news Family and Disney news. Yes, the Wagners are headed back to Disneyland in early 2022. Yeah. We, our son is... For the primary reason of... For the primary reason of, my son is the perfect age for Cars Land. He's all into cars. He's all about that. And he's we, we, we don't want to miss out on it and wait too long. I think there is a strong case to be made. That Cars Land is arguably the best immersive land in mm. any Disney park. I think there's a case to be made. I don't think you'd have too much, too people trying to stop you from At that. least in the United States. Some people might fight for, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Some people might fight for you, like Pandora, because okay. that's pretty incredible. But like, Im- like they're... Yeah, Cars Land's pretty amazing, especially mm-hmm. at night. They perfectly recreated all the nostalgia of the, oh, the yeah. feeling. Oh yeah, at night. That. That's a, that's a, that's, that's they got the little cars mm-hmm. that go up and down, so you really feel like you're in it. Yeah. Go get some cone-shaped snacks at the Cozy Cone. Yeah. What sealed it for us was when we showed Cash for the first time a YouTube walkthrough of Radiator Springs. He was. We needed to watch it at least two or three or four more times. So we decided, you know what? I know we've got some big things were ahead of us. We're trying to buy a house, other things, other big things. But you know what? I think we figured out how we could spend like Christmas money, some birthday money. Wasn't going to kill our budget. And we could still go for like a quick like two day trip to, uh, or I guess four day, but um, two, two, two days at one at each one, one day at a park. Um, and get that full experience because they've never been they've never been to disneyland and 
we had that our first year of marriage where we had the passes, we did the whole thing. So it's appropriate that that's their first Disney park to go to. Yes. The original park. My wife is very excited that it's the original Walt's park, park that she's going. Walt Park. Walt's is park. that is that what they call it oh, on yeah. the everywhere? On the World Wide Web. <laughs> the World Wide Web. On Reddit, it is Walt. It's Walt's Dis World. Twitter. <laughs> dis, dis, dis Twitter. <laughs> you never follow hashtag Dis Twitter? No, I don't. Should it's I? It's a whole no. No, no um, stay away. It's people it. who are they should have other things they're passionate about in life. <laughs> And you know they use Twitter to share all the things that all they, the things. they wish was better at an already pretty close to perfect place. Oh, gosh. And you're like, uh, don't complain about popcorn buckets to me. <laughs> <laughs> As I have my R2-D2 popcorn bucket. That's a popcorn oh, bucket. That is. That is an R2-D2. We are in your... In your um, basement uh this is where you record yourself so you probably sound fairly similar to when you're actually recording i'm using my little portable mic that i am hand holding this is why we're awkwardly (laughs) mine feels more awkward it it should because it it's not really meant to be handheld at least i don't know if i should like hold it in my hands i'm afraid of what the sound will be like if you have that behind it. so we're both holding mics but this is why I, I think it see it does look like a thermal detonator it does look like from hoth it does it, and that's kind of why i bought bought I that ver- that's why why we bought that version was for that i wouldn't want any other and we are also uh, we should let the viewers at home know that we are wearing very special blankets because it's cold because it's One, really it's very cold. cold in our basement it's like 95 degrees outside but inside it's amazing it's super super chill i'm wearing these are oh these are these are blankets made from all of the um uh, missions trips and uh plays pep band i see the music band over here everything we were in in high school together um i have you know you get t-shirts for everything yeah that's reborn rangers oh that's the reborn rangers t-shirt i don't even know that i got a t-shirt from that did you do re? I don't think you did Reborn Rangers. No, that's not Reborn Rangers. That's Fresh Start. That's the rafting trip. You, oh, we did Reborn I Rangers. Did not do you did not do start. Fresh Start. I think start, I the specifically trip. opted out. Opted out because it was camping. Yeah, anything camping. And no. you're like, if you're, yeah, I'm not gonna our listeners know that I'm not the, you're I'm not, not the camp, camping, camping camp, but I can see all of your camping stuff in here. Your, Hiking tags. Yeah, your your dis your parks. your what what would you call that wall over there? Um, well, it's the books and DVDs that I do have because I mm-hmm. don't have, you know, I don't keep a lot now that you can stream things via the internet. The internet. Um, but I keep my Lord of the Rings extended cuts and nobody borrows those. People all the time are like, oh, there's extended cuts. Can I borrow those? And I go, no. Nope. I'm like, really? I've got my original VHS mm-hmm. of the uh, Star Wars trilogy. Ooh, the Star Wars trilogy. So is this this is not the the re the, this is the original version of it, or is this the nineteen ninety five? No, this is the remastered. This is before he remastered it. Ooh. So the explosion of the Death Star isn't like absurd because when he remastered ninety five, it was like five explosions on one. It was like oh, okay, really crazy. Um, my R2-D2 popcorn bucket, 
This is Eddie's so, favorite things over here. Fringe. I, I love Fringe. That's a that's a deep cut. The Harry Potter Funko Pop you gave me for being the best man in your way. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. And then on the wall, my two favorite posters: a poster of the Fort Wilderness Campground that we like to camp at at Disney World, and then my favorite fictional national park. Pawnee National Park. Pawnee National Park. Uh, for those of you who are Parks and Recs fans, the greatest comedy show ever to grace the TV. Generously donated by Grizzle Company. I love. That's why I was like, "Where's the Where's the Grizzle in there?" Yep, there it is. Grizzle, go outside and stand in nature. That's amazing. That's the tagline. So that's yeah, amazing. That's a little bit of the basement that nobody else is is saying here well speaking of favorite things one of our favorite things is going to the theater movies movies content eddie we are this this next weekend begins a run yeah of amazing reasons to finally go again to the theater well and we we're just talking about this because we drove by the movie theater here in our hometown where we grew up mm-hmm. and couldn't think of a movie that was out right now that we would actually want to go see couldn't think of anything and it was like oh if this was next weekend there would be cruella yes cruella is, May 28th. is that movie like kicking everything off it is because it's cruella on may 28th okay then we got um, Raya comes out on uh, Disney Plus, which June we've 4th. seen in theaters. Seen that in theaters already. Uh, June 9th is Loki. We're getting that on, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. But then we get our first big Cruella May 28th. A couple weeks later, we get Luca, the Pixar film. Which is, um, they're doing the same thing they did with Soul. They're pushing it direct to Disney plus no theatrical release. Are you serious right now? Yeah. yeah. Eddie. Yeah. So you're, you, so what you're saying is everything you just said has nothing to do with the theaters, nothing to do with theaters <laughs> other than Cruella. Wait, hold up. Are you serious? They're yeah. not going to put Luca in theaters. Yeah. yeah. Super disappointing. <sighs> I'm looking forward to this. I feel like we should do a special friends episode on Luca because it's about two little boys who have been best friends their whole life. I think they're going to happen to be sea monsters. There's actually going to be several special ones in there because we've got to do game changers. Got to do a synopsis of game changers. The the revamp of Mighty Ducks. (sighs) Then Luca. Yeah, Luca. If Luca is going straight to Disney Plus, going straight to Disney Plus, I don't have to shell out extra money for that then yes, we should do that. But that makes me so sad. Yeah, I wanted to see this on the big screen. I want to see Luca because it looks beautiful. It's very bright. It's in, in um, Italy, Italy, in Italy, seaside Italy. But uh, in theaters... So really... The Black Widow, Cruella, we already mentioned, but Cruella, Black Widow, Jungle Cruise yep. is coming out. I've been looking forward to that one. That's probably the one I'm most excited about. Um, it's my favorite ride, and um, so I'm looking forward to it. Plus, I I like the uh, the Rock, and I like Emily Blunt. So, what what can go wrong there? It's it's very interesting because they actually have um, the Rock has several has a couple of big movies. He's also in Fast Nine. Yeah. Uh, June 25th, and then you've got the Jungle Cruise a couple uh a month later. 
Eddie, you, it, it made me sad. I had this whole list of movies, and I then going through it realized, you know what? The first we got Cruella, nothing, 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 nothing. Then June eighteenth in the Heights is the is the first one is the first next one. So which I'm excited about. That is uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Sarah and I already figured out it comes out on our wedding anniversary. <gasps> So this is going to be like our date day. We're going to go see In the Heights, go out to dinner, I, I'm, do it up for anniversary. Is, I feel like I'm experiencing things for we, you. That's awesome. We love musicals. Um, and this this looks like a fun one. I mean, I've listened to the music and stuff, but I don't know the whole story very well. Well, I guess we don't have Disney news. Well, like I guess we're teeing it off like there's going to be a run of new of new stuff happening, but I and I think everybody's going to you know slowly come back. But I think for at least I can see a solid three or four trips to the movies this summer. Oh, I've got a lot. I've got a lot on here. It's just it's it's it, it's getting pushed a little, little. I'm farther. not a Fast and Furious fan, so I probably won't go to the theaters and see that. And I will be there opening night. Yeah, June 25th uh, for for that. But Black Widow is going to be awesome. Jungle Cruise. But I mean, there's three right there. Shang Chi is. Oh, that's September. But that's in 3rd. the fall. But I mean, we're going to go see In the Heights. We'll see Cruella. We'll Space see Black Jam. Widow. We'll see I'm going to go. I'm going to go see Space oh, Jam. I forgot about Space Jam. Is that this summer? Yep, that's July sixteenth. Mm. So we're giving we're, we're we're I'm excited. I'm excited to have content worthy of not being called content. Being this is a movie. movie. I want to. Go I need to, the to go see a movie. I'm tired of content. I've seen so much. We're we're tired of Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> that's one of the Raya wasn't that. Raya was fun. I was really glad. No, yeah, Raya was, was fun. Really I'm really excited fun. for my wife to get to finally see it. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what she thinks about some and of the all of the these characters. movies: Cruella, Black Widow, Jungle Cruise. Oh, I don't know about Jungle Cruise. Yep, um, they're do. It is they're doing the whole uh, in theaters and available on Disney Plus. Yep, that must have been more lucrative than if they're still doing they really it. Let on if yeah. they're still doing it. We I still have not seen Mulan. It's it's okay. It's okay. You don't need to see. I have it. no desire to. Don't don't. It's. Not a fan of the remakes in general, There's, as I've made very clear on we have this made podcast. That very clear, if but. you didn't know. But that is here neither there. That is not why you're listening to this or watching us sit <laughs> in our comfy blankets, homemade blankets, <laughs> holding our mics uh, as we talk together. Because we got a special. We are so excited. This landed perfectly with a little bit of fudging. It landed perfectly. That we are going to spend this is this is episode 37 wow we're getting very close to a year of doing this but today we're going to be talk about a new chapter in disney lore which is we are entering the pixar age today that's a good way to put that the pixar age the pixar age because we are talking today about toy story cue the disney sound effect The hand? Do you usually do a hand motion? I, I don't I usually do the hand motion. <laughs> wow, this, this is, is special, folks. This is super special, super special. So we're going to still do it. We're going to do our IMDb description. The IMDb description for Toy Story, if you uh, aren't aware of what it is, if you haven't already read it. So here we go. Okay. 
cowboy doll is profoundly threatened and jealous when a new spaceman figure supplants him as a top toy in a boy's room. Supplants. Supplants. <laughs> Got everything. Oh, we, we forgot to mention. I don't know if we meant. Do we already mention this? That we have a Buzz and Woody action figure here on the desk with us. If you're watching this on YouTube, if this video makes it all the way to YouTube mm. and nothing went wrong, fingers crossed, knock on wood, they're here with us today as well because we've got all the kitty toys around. Yes, Lewis loves all things Toy Story. Um, we watched this last week and we had talked about um, uh, one day it was like, uh, well, we were talking about this today. You have to be careful when you tell your kids you're going to do something because if it doesn't happen, which yep. life happens, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. They don't know how to handle that. Yep. So one day I had said, hey, tonight we're going to watch Toy Story. And he's like, Toy Story? Toy Story? Mm-hmm. Buzz? Woody? Um, and I mean, he lo- like he has Buzz Lightyear PJs that we can't peel him out of. So we just take him to, you know, to the store in it. And, um, yeah, he was very excited. And then we couldn't watch it that day, so we had to watch it the next day. It's funny because my son it has a departed fear of Buzz Lightyear. Like, he really? actually does. He saw Buzz and he, like, backed away a little bit. There's mm-hmm. a little bit now. He's like, you're too old to be doing that. Yeah. But it's still like just say he just doesn't. Doesn't, doesn't he's like not Buzz. afraid of dogs like you were. No, that's what you when, when you when you open the door today. Like, uh, does does your son like uh, does buddy like dogs? Is he okay? It's like he likes them more than I do. <laughs> the dog dogs. He calls calls them dog, dog dogs. dogs. But but so it, did you know Toy Story? I should probably be careful doing this. Yeah, don't I? shake it too much. Um, Toy Story has a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomato. It does. It's one of the few movies. I thought Toy Story 2 had it, but Toy Story 1 didn't. Toy Story 1 and 2, I looked this up. Um, Toy Story 1 and 2 have a 100%. Wow. Toy Story 3 is 98%. Wow. And Toy Story 4 is 97%. Wow. Yeah. So that new one really bringing down the curve with a 97%. (laughs) Well, it's the short films like Toy Story of Terror. 94%. Ninety-four okay. percent. Uh, Toy Story that time forgot ninety-one. Real slacker there. That, Real slacker. That one. Eddie, do you have a vivid memory when this thing came out? Did this feel different? Were you like, "What is this? It's animation," or were you just like, "I'm super. This is a cool thing." I'm trying to remember when was its actual release date. It was released. Yeah, November nineteenth, no, November twenty second, nineteen ninety five. Thanksgiving time, and I remember. I'm pretty sure we went and saw this um, when we were visiting my grandma and grandpa Ferguson. Like we all as a family went to the movies okay. together, and just remember knowing this was the first fully computer animated film and like that was just such a going into it and then walking out and nobody was talking about it being a computer animated film everybody right. was just talking about how great of a story it was i d- yeah i don't have any memories of being like prepped oh this is a 3d animation film 
I just remember just being Toy Story. Yeah, this was just this was just another the, uh, a animated film that I love. I did. I wasn't thinking about the the the. 3d part of it or whatever i mean i was still we were still pretty young where were we like eight or nine at that at, at that point mm-hmm. and it was just a great story i loved it i love i did love i did love the luxo the luxo animation eight we were eight that that beginning part of it like that felt yeah. different but the movie was just the movie it's just a great story. Oh, you're talking Luxo. I forgot another prop. Oh, there's another another prop here. Yeah. I have a prop, but it's built. It's burned into my arm. It's a uh, dug into my arm. The the Pixar ball that is on here. Yes. I have 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 the Luxo ball. I also have a couple of those at home myself. Well, I don't know. Does I think it is the Pixar. And you got you got to you got to pick up your mic again. You got to. They are the same size. I could get confused and actually speak into this one. They're like one. creepily like the exact yeah. same size. Like, <laughs> um, Luxo's the lamp, but you, but you it's Luxo, Luxo Junior. It's Luxo Junior's ball. Yes. So is it the Pix the Pixar ball? It's the Pixar it ball. The, it's the Luxo ball. It is iconic to Pixar though, which is interesting because then it, it makes an appearance actually later yep. on, like in the actual movie itself. When the kids are coming in, there's the little ball that walks through. So to to say that this is a historic film is very accurate, um, and it's underselling it. And it is very underselling it because I think you have a couple of things going on. Um, but I just remember, like when we're just talking about nostalgia, going back as a kid. That's not what I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about. Now, granted, as eight year old, you're not really thinking. You're about not really the thinking meta, about those things. I just remember it being brought up. Um, my grandma's an artist. Uh, my dad is uh, into electronics, and I just remember hearing that conversation like, this whole movie was made on a yeah. computer. And I mean, yeah. you got to think, like in 1995, we were just starting to get computers like in our house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we're that old. We are that old. Um, but 1995 is is also the defining line for millennials. Did you know that? If you were born before 1995, you were a millennial. Yeah, 80 to 95, you're considered a part of the. Well, I know that generation. we are technically elder millennials, is what geriatric I've millennials. Geriatric is that what was the a term. new a new a new term yeah. I learned this week. I'd only been heard it in terms of uh, also if women who have um, babies later in life, they're called <laughs> geriatric 35. pregnancies. Yeah. yeah, and they have to go. To I the knew special. that it's, it makes them feel so loved, oh, so yeah. so beautiful, and it's only like at thirty five. Once you hit thirty five, yeah. you're not. Isn't so we are geriatric millennials. Uh, well, we're not thirty five yet. We got one more year to go. That is right. We have we have one more year of not being geriatric. Yeah. So, so nineteen ninety five. That's a yeah. I mean, it's a defining moment um, generationally, and I think this is also a defining moment culturally that you have all computer generated films, which I think this is a good moment to bring up a key moment in our friendship when I ignored you and I shouldn't have for many years. Um, You recommended a particular book for me to read and I did not. And I remember finally getting around to it and saying, Oh my JB, why did you not force me to read this book? I actually didn't read. I listened to the audiobook on a road trip, but um which book? Creativity Inc. 
Ed yes. Catmult, where he documents the whole history, not just of Toy Story, but of Pixar. But this is a big moment in that book because he's he worked his whole life to get to that to, point. He wanted to be a part that of was creating the first computer animated film. And Toy so Story you're telling me first. you finally just read it or are you saying just a couple years ago you finally read it? Now, don't you remember this? The book came out like, I don't know. 2014. Yes. And, and I, I, read I read it immediately You afterwards. read it immediately and you were like, 2013, 2014, yeah. You have to read And this because book. I said you have to, then you therefore I'm a four, so I can't. Not. As soon <laughs> as you tell me four. I have to do something, I won't do it. I, I have a lot of that in me too. Yes. So. Um, so I came, um, we did a big road trip in 2019 and that's when we listened to, no, 2018. You waited four years. It's okay. I waited four years. It's, it's okay. No, it's a great, it's a phenomenal, because he's not the guy you would think of, oh, who do I want? I want to hear potentially from. Uh, we well, got the three founders of Pixar. You got S- Steve Jobs, you've got John Lasseter, and you got Ed Catmull, which most everybody knows Steve Jobs because he was also the founder of Apple. Most people know John Lasseter because he directed Toy Story. It's yep. kind of out front all a lot of it. Ed Catmull was always kind of the behind the scenes guy, but his book is so good. It's, it's incredible. It, it's an enthralling it, history it, on how they got not, to this it, movie. It's part history. It's part leadership. We mm. I've read that with a couple of different groups of people just talking about leadership. It's also talking about the technical side of stuff, um, organizational kind of stuff. There's so many good lessons from that book. Yeah, it's incredible. It's one. It's one of the best books that's come out. So, Creativity Inc. Ed Catmull, you should go listen. If you were listening to this podcast, you would be interested in that book. And um, the audiobook was really. Did it, he read a, it? Yeah. Did he read it himself? I think he read it. Okay. No, no, no. I don't know. But they did a good job with it. It was just a really good read. We checked it out from the library, and I don't know. We like Ooh. listening to audiobooks if we've got like a long road trip. I might have to go get that. Do you do audiobooks? I, I don't as much. I mean, I love podcasts. That's why we are doing this podcast. We are two-thirds of the way through Ballad of um, Songbirds and Snakes, the p- prequel to Hunger Games. I Ooh. Mean, yeah. It's intense. But anyways. <laughs> so the, this, this is not an audio Yeah. So we're talking a lot about how we just love the story. One thing I didn't know, so I've been going back through Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, have, I thought we were going to get to this. I've never, so I'd never gone through Buffy before, like through through the show, beginning to end. Wasn't really watching a lot of it then because my parents wouldn't let me watch it. We were mostly watching Seventh Heaven and we would not continue on to Buffy the Vampire Slayer on the CW. Kind of different. A uh, lot different. Uh, Maybe they would, the Buffy sequel, Angel. <laughs> angel yeah maybe. and then quickly realized mm. no not not the same thing i did not know until literally before i came over to your house because i was kind of re-watching moments from it and in the opening credits screenplay credited to joss whedon yes are you kidding me yeah he was in the like the like the primary that's insane he's got top billing isn't that crazy how are we not more talking about this? Is this was this on his reel to get to do Buffy, then go on to do Avenger or not Avengers? Well, he's but. in that generation where I think um, 
Like you look at, um, yeah, like J.J. Abrams got some hidden credits there. Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan has some hidden. I think like M. Night Shyamalan did Stuart Little or something yeah, like right, that, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, were these guys as they? J.J. Uh, Abrams, my favorite. Uh, he did Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci and Danny Glover, which is oh. a Ferguson family favorite. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it here with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that generation, like the mid '90s, were they Do were just a riot, you know, hired pen, you know. Yes, that was a good, that was a good nugget. I was I was very appreciative of that. I was like, oh, okay. I this see is you. also, I mean, you see the like um, uh, the beginning of what we now know as the lineage of um, of Pixar with like Andrew Stanton was a uh, also a screenwriter key animator and part of of toy story and then would go on yeah he goes on and does like finding nemo and he does um wally um kind of all of those films pete doctor had a pretty significant role in all of this um like third or fourth guy in line he's one who's now running pixar and uh he did your favorite pixar film soul and (laughs) <laughs> we'll, 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 we won't go down that to, to Lee, save our Lee Ulrich it was the editor and he's went on to do um, seriously my favorite Pixar movie which is Coco um, yeah so I mean Toy Story was the beginning of a lot of things not just the computer animation but also Pixar and their trajectory it's, it's, it's a special film and it's just really good it is so let's break that down um, characters there is no weak character like Woody, a very complex. You think he's both the hero and the yes, villain. Yes. In this. You look at um, Buzz Lightyear. The faux villain. The faux villain that actually turns into be like the lovable guy that you just are mm-hmm. endeared to by the yep. end of it. Um, and then the whole supporting cast. I think that's what really makes the toy story even the franchise but particularly this one is that you've got mr potato head you've got the piggy bank you've got rex you've got bo peep you've got rex um you've got the rc car it just feels so like and each of those characters stand on their own like come mm-hmm. on they got don rickles to do mr potato head <laughs> which if you ever want a great youtube uh, rabbit trail just go down the black hole of don rickles comedy sets and then they ended up using his voice for in pieces inside of uh toy story 4 they just basically took old stuff yep. he had said in, and they ha- hadn't used and reorganized it to so he could stay in it after he stay passed, inside yeah. of it and there are definitely a few moments where like that was kind of bl- like blase kind of generic what he said there but i just enjoyed the fact that they went that level to keep get him, him keep him in inside it. of it so yeah because he and, makes that character and it's the 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 run of the guy from cheers being in every toy story movie yeah um hold up the guy from cheers being in every toy story movie john rassenberger yep mm-hmm. he's a, in everything he's yeah the piggy bank piggy and Yep, he, Toy Story. Yep, he's the he's the piggy bank in that. 
But I also love like the little random things where they like took toys from childhood. Um, the little green army men. Yep. Which could easily just been like a oh they threw little green army men. No, like it becomes a key part of the story. Um, the the link the bucket of monkeys. Yeah. Is a, is a huge part of it. You know, all of those. Etch a sketch is a big thing. The little microphone that you could talk into. Mm-hmm. Just like thing after another where they made it the layers of characters and complexities of what a kid's toy room would be like. And I think a key moment that I um, I love so dearly is the a kid has all of their toys, but they typically have a favorite yep. toy. Mm-hmm. And does that favorite toy in the toy world have a leadership role over the rest of the toys, right? <laughs> I think that 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 whole premise, when I went back and watched it, I was like, this is ingenious to think about it through that lens. Yes. And what if that gets challenged? Eddie, what was your favorite toy as a kid? I was trying to, I was trying to think of it for myself. I guess it changes as you get older and stuff like that, but what? I'm weird. I loved uh, rope. My parents would buy me rope. Is that such a weird hill <laughs> jack of a thing? I had no idea what you were going to say. And I, you could have given me 100 guesses. I would have never said never rope. Get, now, I had ton, and I would rig pulleys up in my room. How many knots do, can you do? Oh, I can do lots. I, I, um, yeah, let's not go down that. Mine was Legos. Mine never, a whole box of Legos. I got too big into Legos. I we did. actually have that box still, and we just my son is getting into Legos. There you go. A little bit. So it wasn't like one specific thing. It was it was this this giant box of Legos. That was my favorite. That was my favorite toy. One of when we were talking about just genius things for this for this film. One of the sneaky, funny things that I loved about this film that they spun on its head is the fact that the toys are afraid of birthdays. Yes. That it's like everybody else who you would think, oh, no, this is like a big moment to like kind of um, for in a kid's life, having birthdays is a great experience. No, for these for these toys, it's it's a death knell for some of them because some of them will get left behind or maybe even given away. The, I think the line that I uh, found in here um, when I was going back through it, um, uh, or I just didn't write it down and now I can't find it anywhere because you know what? That's just how my life is. And I Are can't you thinking find of the line where uh, uh, a kid gets uh, gives like PJs or something or like, PJs? Who invited that kid? Uh, that one was shoes. good. Oh, here we go. Um, birthday... Uh, Next month's garage sale fodder. That's that's how they describe their 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 existence if uh, after birthdays and Christmas and how they're just so on edge about the next toys and the Mr. Potato Head wants a Mrs. Potato Head, um, which comes in at the very end when the like, way to go Idaho. <laughs> we definitely repeated that a lot. Um, the flow of events, um just kind of like the beats of how they leave Andy's room end up in, you know, the gas station and then the pizza planet, which has one of the most iconic moments with the little green men, the claw. I meant to change my shirt and wear. I have a, 
Uh, I have a t-shirt that's all the little green men, but dressed as different Pixar characters. So oh, that's the, fun. Like the green men dressed yeah. as Carl and all that, but I, I forgot. Maybe another time. And then back to Sid's house. Oh, Sid's house. Which is an interesting exploration into the psychology <laughs> of some <laughs> some kids. But I, I think one of my not us. We were, we were, we were, we were never like that. Um, I, yeah, I was too busy tying up rope. Um, the moment where Woody organizes the other toys to like torture Sid, yeah, is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But hilarious at the same time. When he go, when he go, when he breaks character, when he breaks toy character, yes. to um to just get right up in his face is like so play nice it's like <gasps> i remember it getting me when i was little it was like oh man he broke it for a second there anymore but no one's gonna believe him if he said his toys were talking to him yeah and there's something about that like progression right of kind of changing those spaces changing those spaces and then you have that culmination in um woody is trying to get him and buzz to the truck with all the toys mm-hmm. um, and they're fighting the other toys and there's just that, that mounting tension and everything. Yep. Can't quite get in. Yeah. And then you think, Oh, they're going to make it on RC. And then he runs out of batteries and then remember that Sid strapped the rocket propels them down the whole street. And then you have the moment where they're all the way up and buzz finally flies. Yeah. Well, uh, no, he doesn't fly. This well, Woody says that you fly. This isn't flying. This is falling, falling with, with style. style. Uses his uses his line again, like again. Brilliant, brilliant writing and and story structure all around, and to come back down. And it's why it, it's great because it wasn't just okay. We are now starting a new chapter of full scale animation for feature length films. But they started it with a basically perfect movie to some degree. Well, and I think it's um, when you talk about the Pixar era, we're also changing that this is not it's not a musical. It's not based off of a fairy tale or other source material. This was a wholly original new movie Uh, prior to that. I don't think Disney had done an original concept animated film. Say that again. I miss, I miss what... All other animated films that Disney had done to that point were based off of something else. Except for The Lion King, I guess, could technically be considered original source. But everything else was Beauty and the Beast is based yep. off of a legend. Yep. Little yep, Mermaid yep. is based off of Aladdin's based off, you know, all the way back to the beginning. Everything was based off of another IP wow. or source material. You get and and Lion King is technically original, but it's it's based off of Hamlet, right? Yep. It's pretty obvious. Um Toy Story. Totally new original totally new, story. Totally new original. There's no nothing sourced there. And then from there on, you see a pivot in even Disney animation. Because you get something like Atlantis, 
that's uh, an original concept from there on out. Making waves. <laughs> changing changing, Ch- changing everything. But Pixar's never done something based off of anything, to my knowledge. Yeah, nothing's really coming to my head right now. They will, because they're going to do To Infinity and Beyond, or they're going to do Lightyear, the movie based off of Toy Story. Based off of Buzz Lightyear, I guess, in Toy Story. Oh, yeah, the, there's so many Inception level, right, right, levels right. to it. I can't believe we've gone this far and not talked about the music. Randy freaking Newman. Newman. I don't know that there's a more iconic voice in just being... Like you know his voice. You the know, second you hear it. Yeah. They're, they're, I, know, I mean, iconic voice isn't even the right way to put it. When, we, when you're talking about a voice that isn't a mainstream to even all the other voices I'm thinking of, like they have like, there's, they're kind of grounded in something familiar. This is just different. Randy Newman has just got a different sound that you can't even replicate. He wrote and the songs composed the score Mm -hmm. and songs and performs them for all four movies. And it's crazy that he, I'm, I'm sure he has somewhat of a, of a music career outside of this, but you mostly just know him for You Got a Friend in Me and those uh, films and other, other Pixar films. Or, I or, would highly recommend, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is Four Scores, and it's a, um, I think Disney produces it, where they will... Gotcha. Um, interview composers for all of their like the work that they had done for disney and the yeah. one where they interview randy newman is fascinating Ooh. fascinating so podcast that I, we should yeah, listen four to. scores i can't do it justice so i'm just gonna tell you go go listen to it yeah you know whom else we have gone this far and not talked about any of the actors and yeah we brought up don rickles but we totally passed over the two most prominent ones that anchor the whole thing tom hanks and tim allen tim allen which we talked about a little bit previously because he's tim allen's been in uh the santa claus the santa claus which we had talked about this is the first time we've come to uh anything with um tom hanks tom hanks in it I mean, can you think of two more '90s actors at that time, family-friendly actors at no, that time? No, you, you think about it. '94, '95 is the back-to-back, I believe, of Tom Hanks, his Oscars. Oh, gotcha. So they, they, in Philadelphia they, story. they did some great casting for for the to 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 make this first. They did everything right. They could have just they could have just rested on. First animated feature film, hey everybody! But I think they knew they had to get it right to make to make it worth reinvesting again and right. again. And if they're gonna go big, they're gonna they're gonna go they're gonna go big. Yeah, and and I think that's the other part where um, Disney Animation had sometimes used really famous people, sometimes not. And if they were in it, that wasn't a strong part of the billing. This movie. The fact that Tom Hanks and Tim Allen were in it was a strong part of the marketing and billing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you, from this moment on, you do not do an animated f- feature without some heavy guns in it. Yep. And I love the fact that they keep on coming back into all of the films that they've that they they 
I mean, granted, they're probably paying them astronomical amounts of money, but they've done four films over how many years now? Four films and like four or five little short films as well. Yeah, no, they've stuck to it. Um, They just don't do the toys and merchandising or the theme park voices. Do you know who does the voice for Woody in those settings? No. Tom Hanks's brother. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that funny? That... And you can kind of tell, but not really. It sounds pretty darn Oh, cool. there's something. There's something. There. I think my son got some little code to call um, uh, Buzz and Woody, or Woody and Bo Peep will come tell you. I think it's for pull-ups or something like that. <laughs> that <laughs> you can, they, and, and, they, and uh, you click on this little go this link and they're like, is a big kid there? I got Buzz, I got Woody to talk and Bo Peep to tell you about about pull-ups and they're like, hey kid, you're going on a new adventure. We're so proud of you. Keep on, keep on doing what you're supposed to do or whatever. And you can tell immediately this is not Tom Hanks. This is somewhat this is fake Tom Hanks. But anyways. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, uh they've got a they wanted Tom Hanks. So even the test footage they took scenes from Turner and Hooch. Oh. And took his lines from that movie and made Woody saying those lines. Interesting. To help convince him to, to be a part of the film and bring oh, him Oh, that's it. cool. Because it was un, uncommon. You know, I mean, prior to this, it was, I mean, you had um, uh, Robin Williams do the genie, but that. JTT. JTT, sure. But a lot of things, um, you know, they would have started Toy Story probably before those films were commercially probably, released. Probably, probably in there, like a few years, several years before that. Yeah, so Aladdin, took them, Aladdin's ninety three, and um, Lion King is ninety five. Yeah, or ninety four. So, yeah, they would have started um, much earlier than that. So I mean, it's it's significant, yeah, that they they got all of them in there. Um, some of the moments I remember as a kid, and we would say randomly all the time, uh, I had mentioned earlier, way to go, Idaho. <laughs> uh, another one that I wrote down, just remembering, and I knew it was coming the whole time, was uh, Sid, when he gets kind of woken up a little bit, but not really from his sleep. And he says, I want a pony. And he's like got his like butt up in the air, like sleeping in the weirdest, awkward position. I. So that was definitely one of the ones that me and my brother would say all the time. I was like, I want a pony. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of if there was any significant. The way to go Idaho for whatever reason as well was a was a big one. The um, I think the one, though, that stands out for me the most is um, the little green men going the claw. It moves. It moves. It'll choose who will stay and who, who will, will go. go. And then the whole like, I have been chosen. I have been chosen. <laughs> I'm going to a better place. And then when they try and like hold him back, no, he has been chosen by the claw. That whole thing is just, I loved it. Yeah, it's 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 masterful. It's wonderful. As you're reminded today, just kind of leading up into that, um, uh, the car, the the truck, the yo truck. Um, the Pizza Planet truck. We were watching today one of the um, Inside uh, Pixar. Inside shorts. Pixar got um, dropped five new ones. 
And one of the things that they do in there is they talk about all the vehicles and how it also talks about the story. I, I hadn't really, I mean, I, you emotionally get it, but even like Mr. Incredible, all the different vehicles. The layers of show. storytelling, yeah. But they talked about how that the, the, the truck, the Pizza Planet truck, is in every single film. Every Pixar movie. Except for, or did they say everyone but one? Was that the one that said it was in everyone but one? Or no, it is in every single one. I've I've always heard that it was in every single one. And they showed a lot of them. It's like, you're right, that one there, there, there. And there's like a car's car that looks like the truck too. So, Yeah, they work work it into them in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. So, do we even bother rating this? I mean, the real question is, and we haven't really come back to that, is the Pantheon or the Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. So here, here's where we said it was a Mount Rushmore of of Disney animated films. Yeah, I don't consider this a Disney animated film. Oh, you're gonna different. You're gonna say no because can't. Pixar is a separate studio. Okay. It is. It is it. Disney was the so distributor. We need, so of we these need films. to have a separate Mount Rushmore part two. Yeah, we for Pixar. We have a Disney Pixar one, Mountain, and we have Pixar. Okay, Mount Rushmore, and we have Pixar Mountain. <laughs> Disney, no, Mount Disney Pixar. Mountain. The Mount two Disney, complete separate, Mount Disney, and Mount, Mount Pixar. Pixar. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because there's already so much, so many movies. That I don't know if we can put Pixar right next to um, <laughs> that the horse movie. <laughs> I don't because it's obviously going to be on on, on, on uh, <laughs> Wild Hearts can't be broken, which comes out on that should have been our Disney news. Oh no! What? Is that it came out on Disney Plus last week? Eddie, you know all of our views are going to take our YouTube our YouTube views. We have. That's the one video on YouTube that is killing it, but it's just because everybody's, everybody's been trying, looking for trying to it. find it. I think I think our podcast. I think we I think we made that happen. And y- uh, I yeah, I Disney think, should cut us a check. I think they should cut us a check because there's at least a hundred people that tried to click on the video. And you you were like, like, really? Should we do this one? Like, it's a great movie. Well, you sacrifice for us both by buying. <laughs> The DVD and then mailing it to me or whatever. Was that the one? Yeah, I mailed it to you. Oh, gosh. In, with an envelope inside with the self-address return. Because I knew. I'm like, I have a feeling he's not going to like this movie. And if I don't just pre-address it, he may just chuck it away. <laughs> oh, I would. I would for sure. Oh, goodness. So we're going to set up a separate one. We're going to set up a separate mountain just for... Uh, Pixar and I need to I, you know it's funny I don't think I've gone through I need to go back through and well one I need to remember what I rated everything but sure uh, I need to start picking out my Disney mountain and see if we have come across any that I mean obviously something has come across that we have we would have on there because we've hit so many big ones but so may, maybe this is a question we save for when we go over Toy Story 2 but Toy Story 2 is the only, 1 and 2 were the only ones that came out in our childhood. There's now four. Yep. Which of the four make it? How would you, or do we rank 
the four Toy Story films. That's going to have to be it. That's going to probably be its own podcast, just ranking all four of them. Maybe when we get to two, we, we go ahead and talk about the other two as well. Well, I think it's worth even saying now, uh, when I watched this one, the last Toy Story movie that I had seen was we had watched this, this one, the second one, the third one, right before the fourth one came out. Because yeah. we were like, oh, this is fun. We'll just kind of watch them yep. all. It is crazy the level animation is at now. Yeah. When you go back and look that this was the very first one and where yeah. they have come now. Like the first, that was still pretty amazing. And there's still some things where I'm like, you see the the scuffs on the toys and the dents yep. and the dirt. Mm-hmm. And like they do an amazing job of animation for how you know rudimentary it was back then. But you fast forward to Toy Story 4, it's mind-blowing, yep. the level of, of animation. I'm, yes, yes, I'm, I'm totally on board. Yeah, I think that we'll do that. When we do number two, let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about all four all of them. All four, and we'll rank them then. Because we're going we're gonna to need, we're gonna, we're gonna need some extra time <laughs> for that. I'm actually getting teared up a little bit thinking about it, especially like the third one, all the nostalgia. And there's so many like you thought it was going to be done at that point. Every one of them has a moment. They do. There's, there's a reason why they're like 100%, 100%, 98%, Yep, yep. Yeah. So five. Five stars across five, the board. Five fruit snacks or two. Five gummy worms. Five gummy These worms. are gummy worms. Five Pixar balls, Five whatever Pixar our ball, rating, whatever our rating, action is. figures, but <laughs> yeah, all all of just find five of your favorite things, give them a hug, this, and then this wins it. it all. This wins it all. So Eddie, what is going to be our next film? We're going to do, which will be a normal, normal film because of the fact that we don't, um, uh, we are not going to be in person. Oh, you mean a normal? It's like, going to be it's gonna be a normal recording. Uh, what's our next one going to be? The Big Green. Big Green. We visit that. Did you do? Well, we can talk about that. I uh, did a lot of soccer in my day, right. so um, I'm going to feel like I'm out there on the field with them, like I was back in the day. A little massage on that as well. But yeah, uh, us and Caleb Archer. <laughs> The guy, a guy I went to uh, uh, high school with who looked exactly like the kid from the Big Green. Yes, and right on the post. Embraced it. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you watch this on YouTube, we do have this on YouTube most most weeks uh, as long as it's recorded. Actually, the GoPro stopped and then started again on its own, which freaks me out right now just thinking about it. But who, who knows? Who knows? But thanks for listening. Uh, but I got to go because I got to go home and go to bed and... Mike sits my upstairs and still crying. I, I feel so bad for Sarah. I can still I can see hear her fluttering upstairs, going back and forth. So we should probably give her a break. Yeah, but thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.